This is a journey. Through time and space. It's waiting, waiting, it's waiting, waiting, it's waiting, waiting. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of You Tweeted, You Mean It. Uh, I'm your host, Lord Byron, also known as Byron Broussard, a.k.a. Black Rocker on Twitter, also known as Lord Black Rocker on Instagram. I'm not just me, it's the website. This is You Tweeted, You Mean It episode 88 fever that was like a left field word but I don't think I've ever used it so this is episode 88 fever um welcome this is a podcast uh the beginning songs were Marvelli's new mixtape uh oh man I don't know it's a see the song's got a bunch of numbers in it but the mixtape is called God Handed and it's on that piff this song is called Busy Goat I think Uh, Busy is spelled B-I-7-7-Y 6-0-O-A-T so I'm guessing that's Busy Goat the one before that was like the finesse energy but finesse is spelled th6 f-i-n-6 s-s-6 I'm like oh no I was was like oh no I'm gonna have to read that word but then I ended up doing it anyway Uh, God Handed is on that piff Marvelli Uh, new mixtape this is you tweeted you mean it 88 fever I wanted to start out blank, knowing nothing, except that it's been a long time since I've done a podcast. How long has it been, you ask? Uh, Last month is the last podcast. Right now I'm like OCDing my hair. I'm like untwisting locks and shit. I call them locks, but they're just knotted. And it's like always just one knot in the whole like lock of hair. You like follow from the root outwards and then you find like the one knot that's holding all 12 of these hairs together. 
separating them a little bit. I used to be really bad, I just did it again, but I used to be really bad at when untwisting knots instead of untying them. I just grab the knot and just like break it. There, take that knots. Probably causes split ends or some shit. I don't know. What am I talking about here? Because I came in thinking I was going to talk about nothing. I don't really want to talk, but it seems I am doing that. This episode is going to be great, by the way. And that is not dependent on what's on my mind currently, but what was on my mind in the past. As we know, this is documentation. You tweeted, you meaned it, fever. We are documenting past tweets, past stand-up sets, past ideas, present and future goals, wishes. The clicking and stuff you're probably hearing is the Toth deck, which is with me um, in my hand. Uh, let's say hello, Toth deck. How's the Crawley Toth deck? Uh, how do you want to say hello? We flipped Queen of Wands. Um, wands are creation. Queen of Wands is holding a staff very nonchalantly and petting a cheetah. And the staff has got a pine cone. The queen's got a, I was gonna say crown. I guess queens wear crowns also. But that thing has the bird on it, um, which is usually on top of the eye of Horus usually, I think. Or the, just the circle with the, I mean the dot with the circle around it. It's usually that bird, like, I think Isis maybe? I don't know, who knows symbology? Does not matter, wands are creation. We're being general. I recently watched uh, a couple of videos from Pretty Boss, Pretty Boss TV on YouTube. She was like explaining cards and stuff and it was really cool to watch. But I was like, uh, I hope I don't do that. But I do remember I did try to do that in the past. I would like heavily describe the imagery on the cards. And she didn't even have to do it because she was on a video. But like, this is audio and I'm like doing like in-depth descriptions of power, four of discs. It's like, oh, it looks like a castle. It's got a moat and it's got four turrets, each with different triangles on them, uh, usually symbolizing the four different uh, elements. Um, and there's like four little rooms on the edges of the card uh, beyond the turrets. And like, it says power and it's a four of discs, you know, that's the physical shit. I have tweets, I have a lot of tweets. I have a month's worth of tweets. Actually, it's not a lot of tweets compared to other shows where I've done a lot of tweets. This isn't a lot of tweets. I have some stand-up. It's not a lot of stand-up, but also it is a lot of stand-up uh, because two of them are over 10 minutes. There's only six, but actually there's only five, but two of them are 12 minutes and 17 minutes, respectively. 
One is 13 seconds. I think I began to record a set and was like, nah, never mind. That's probably what happened. I do have undocumented, unrecorded stand-ups that I could discuss. Just know that I've been doing older material. Actually, I don't know about the sets that I've recorded, if they're older material. But recently, I've been going back to the classics. And it's been like a ego boost where I'm getting like doing like these profound sets because it's like polished material instead of just going on to the next one on to the next on, on to the next somebody bring about some money please I'm probably gonna do the tweets first uh, I finished the exegesis exegesis it was a good book I finished Don Juan Chronicles. That was good. Well, actually, I didn't finish the Chronicles. I finished the first four books, and YouTube could not point me to the uh, rest of them. But it does have the last one. It jumps from, like, book four to book, like, 12 or some shit, where he's, like, summing up, just telling stories and shit by that book. Anyway. What else did I do? I binge watch television Disenchanted was cool Castle Rock is cool still going on um, Castle Rock the last episode it went through like the mind it went through the view point of view of a person with disassociative memory person going through like Alzheimer's and this the episode before it like set up the idea that she's skipping through time and she's got this like cool chess set where she's like I put these in each room of the house and like that was pretty cool but then the next episode is like directly from her point of view so it's like going through memories and then in her memory she'll find like a chess piece then she'll come back to reality and shit's going down to reality then she like tries to do something and she is lost in the memory then at one point cause during all of this transition they don't tell you that it is memories but I mean like I mean it's a Stephen King world written by like J.J. Abrams or some shit Castle Rock that we're talking about anyway so while watching, I was under the impression, like, oh, she's time traveling. That's pretty fucking cool. But then, like, eventually it gets deeper into it. I should probably shouldn't be giving all of these spoils. But then also, I feel like people don't catch that type of shit. I've watched Westworld. <laughs> I'm just leave the conversation alone. I watched Westworld, and that was cool as fuck. The idea of getting the consciousness as like a like a, a hard work, multiple reincarnations, multiple different lives, 
to finally understand the voice inside your head is your own. Like, that was some cool ass shit. Then also, like, most of it I was like, oh, is this person a robot? Is this person real? And then they went into the fucking computer and like the dude was living in the computer. I was like, holy fuck. So like everybody's just like fucking immortal, but just in this like cyberspace that their actual body probably has no idea of. But the copy is just good enough to where the copy doesn't care that the other body and the copy also knows that the other body's gone unless it gets incarnated into a machine then it degrades and loses functionality and shit cause it's like what's real <laughs> oh I have some heavy concepts Heavy, heavy, low, low. And then, like, the cool computer that was, like, mind, mind computing. Like, it tapped back into the, the root of the network and was, like, it tapped back into Akashic Record itself. And from there was sending out messages of its own will. And like that's some like high next level shit. That's pretty fucking cool. I don't know why I'm just talking about random shit. Like I kind of figured I wouldn't have shit to say. But I'm still going on on this recap of my reality. Um, recap and reality. Recap and reality. Shuffling cards, I should take that off of vibrate. Do do recap. Boom. Hitting volume buttons. Boom. Hitting volume buttons. Boom. I just looked at the date of the first stand-up set and the first tweet. The first tweet is actually one day before the first stand-up set. And it's a video. I don't know if I want to... Well, I know I definitely do not want to um, edit the tweets. That's the most definite do not want to. So you know what? I won't. Fuck it. Let's go back to old times. Let's take a trip down memory. You tweeted you mean it. But this memory is in you tweeted you mean it 88. Fever. A fever you can't sweat out. <laughs> oh man, I have the keyboard. And I learned that song one time, but I will not butcher it. Although A Fever You Can't Sweat Out is probably a different song than the one I'm thinking of. 
I know it's Panic at the Disco. Fuck it. Not important. Not important. Music is not important. I got tweets. I got videos. I can play a few videos. I can. I will. I don't want to. It's stupid. It's a fucking listening medium and it's dumb and it's fucking illegal and it's uh, it's a reach uh, grasping grasping for content playing other people's content on my content it's fucking ridiculous I wish you could see my hand grab motion grasping air can you hear it? there 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 I can do one hand clapping that's my right hand clapping. Also, my right hand clicking. <laughs> this is a dumb. Check out my latest podcast on Podbeam. You tweeted you mean to 78, 87 dyslexia for the win. You bet you're not editing this at all. We got all of the mistakes, all the reading mistakes right there in your face. Check out my latest. I don't have to read it again. You get it. It's just the previous episode. Like the video, three Castaneda Don Juan Chronicle. I read that wrong too. Three Castaneda Don Juan. Why is it still vibrating? We can't vibrate and have that much goddamn noise. Come on, phone. Get with it. Just put you on silent. No, not vibrate. Silent. There we go. Media still up. Media volume. Ringtone silent. Media volume up. There we go. We're in order. And if we were editing, that would not have been heard. Of course, we know this. Three Casanada Don Juan Chronological. I am not in the the position to read and take breaths. I am not breathing correctly, nor am I talking from the correct area of my diaphragm. We'll get this right. Like the video, a separate reality too. Like the video, a separate reality five. Actually, these are, he's talking about certain points in these videos, certain things that I wanted to, oh, this one's an hour, 22 minutes long. My thoughts and feelings were a corollary of that awareness, and the passing was smooth and clear. But this second change, the awakening to serious, sober consciousness, was genuinely shocking. I had forgotten I was a man. The sadness of such an irreconcilable situation was so intense that I wept. That was uh, from Three Casanata Don Juan Chronological. Also from the teachings of Don Juan, 
in the first book. That was an excerpt from book one, where he's taking a drug trip and forgetting that he's human. This is from a separate reality. The preliminaries of C. April 2nd. 1968. Don Juan looked at me for a moment and didn't seem at all surprised to see me. Even I'm not concerned with lies, he said severely. I'm concerned with something else. The reason you don't want to learn is not because you're afraid. It's something else. I vehemently urged him to tell me what it was. I pleaded with him, but he didn't say anything. He just shook his head as if he couldn't believe I didn't know it. I told him that perhaps it was inertia which kept me from learning. He wanted to know the meaning of the word inertia. I read to him from my dictionary. The tendency <laughs> of matter to remain at rest, if at rest, or, if moving, to keep moving in the same direction, unless affected by some outside force. Unless affected by some outside force, he repeated. That's about the best word you've found. I've told you already. Only a crackpot would undertake the task of becoming a man of knowledge of his own accord. A sober-headed man has to be tricked into doing it. I'm sure there must be scores of people who would gladly undertake the task, I said. Yes, but those don't count. They're usually cracked. They're like boards <laughs> that look fine from the outside, and yet they'd leak the minute you put pressure on them, the minute you filled them with water. I had to trick you into learning once. The same way my benefactor tricked me. Otherwise, you wouldn't have learned as much as you did. Perhaps it's time to trick you again. Well, these are good. Like, the idea of tricking someone into learning is fucking flawless. The idea of having uh, a blockage. Because the whole book, Carlos Castaneda, is, like, dim-witted when it comes to the spiritual side of things he's dim-witted when it comes to imagination being imagination and it can be taken seriously but in order to get to that realization he had to be tricked into thinking that his imagination was real <laughs> like he couldn't just hear you, you know, your imagination's real he had to be like on psychedelic drugs and then like in the desert, hunting animals, seeing some crazy ass shit. That was like, that was a separate reality video two. This is video five. I'm gonna see if there's any cool points. It starts eight minutes word, in. He laughed joyously for no overt reason. And I knew he was exercising his controlled folly Controlled folly. That his house was a shack. I liked Don Genaro very much. For the next two days, we went into the mountains to collect plants. Don Juan, Don Genaro, and I left each day at the crack of. Couldn't take so many steps to show his concern about you. I can notice his concern, and I act toward it. Yet his reasons are incomprehensible. Just as we were getting into my car to start on a trip to Central Mexico on October 5th, 1968, Don Juan stopped me. I've told you before, he said with a serious expression, that one should never reveal the name 
ignore the whereabouts of a sorcerer. I believe you understood that you should never reveal my name. No, I want you to put your thoughts in order now. When you meet him, you must be clear and have no doubts in your mind. What kind of doubts are you referring to, Don Juan? Any kinds of doubts, whatever. When you meet him, you ought to be crystal clear. He will see Pablito and Nestor got the gist of it, although they don't see very well. But you, you went there to look. I told Genaro that you're a very strange, plugged-up fool, and that perhaps you'd get unplugged with his lesson. But you didn't. It doesn't matter, though. Seeing is very difficult. Alright, that part of the story I just liked because he was introduced to... Don Hanado uh, for the first time and Don Hanado is like his benefactor they call him so Don Juan is Carlos Castaneda's like teacher and then the benefactor is Don Hanado and like Don Hanado like forces spiritual shit <laughs> that's like his duty is to like just be out of the out of this world a separate reality is what the book's called. So that's like, I don't know why I played that, but I enjoyed listening back to it. I, I just really enjoyed those books and how they went about teaching this guy. There's like at least two more videos. I'm gonna play those videos. Oh fuck, there's, there's like five more. But there's also tweets. Uh, posted an Instagram picture called Doggy Bath. And then an Instagram picture called Photography and Tomato. I remember that one was a can of V8. That's a behind the scenes. It was a V8 can. Looks like a tomato. How? I asked. I like the video Super Reality 8. So this is video eight of a separate reality book. The spirit is a force, and as such, it responds only to strength. You cannot indulge in its presence. When did I indulge? Yesterday, when you became green in the water. I didn't indulge. I thought it was a very important moment, and I told you what was happening to me. Who are you to think or decide what's important? You know nothing about the forces you're tapping. <laughs> The spirit of the waterhole exists out there and could have helped you. In fact, it was helping you until you flubbed it. Now, I don't know what will be the outcome of your doings. You succumbed to the force of the waterhole spirit. And now, it can take you any time. Was it wrong to look at myself turning green? You abandoned yourself. You willed to abandon yourself. That was wrong. I've told you this already and I'll repeat it again. You can survive in the world of a brujo only if you're a warrior. A warrior treats everything with respect and doesn't trample on anything unless he has to. You didn't treat the water with respect yesterday. Usually, you behave very well. However, yesterday you abandoned yourself to your death like a goddamned fool. <laughs> a warrior doesn't abandon himself to anything, not even to his death. A warrior is not a willing partner. A warrior is not available. And if he involves himself with something, you can be sure that he's aware of what he's doing. 
I didn't know what to say. Don Juan was almost angry. That disturbed me. Don Juan had rarely behaved in such a way with me. I told him that I truly had no idea I was doing something wrong. After some minutes of tense silence, he took off his hat and smiled and told me that I had gained control over my indulging self. He stressed that I had to avoid water and keep it from touching the surface of my body for three to four months. <coughs> Oh, that's a fun part uh, of Carlos Castaneda displaying ignorance again. My opinion on that one was Carlos was having fun. And like it wasn't supposed to be a fun occasion. It was supposed to be like a learning experience. And he's like, oh, I'm turning green. <laughs> so dumb. I was like, fuck that. Get back on the path. Stay away from water. That should have kill you. You know. Also the warrior path. Is. Legitimate shit. This is uh, like the video. Separate reality 10. Let's see what they're talking about now. I'm going to skip. Uh, into the middle. So I slowly began again. To maneuver my body. Into a new position. My attempt at moving seemed to increase the tapping on my neck. It finally got to such a frenzy that I jerked my body and at once aligned it in the new direction. I had no idea whatsoever about the outcome of my act. I was just taking action, change direction. Oops. The tapping on my neck ceased. After a long, anguished pause, I heard a distant snapping of branches. The noises weren't close enough. It was as if they'd retreated. Alright, that one I don't need to play a lot of. He was tasked with going into the desert alone and doing a ritual. And during the ritual, uh, well, before that he was given like very detailed instructions, very elaborate and detailed instructions. And one or a set of instructions was to what to do if shit goes wrong. And much like a Murphy's Law motherfucker, he paid attention to that part and and ended up uh, spending most of the night on his on his face, like in a prayer position. With like just <laughs> what he what he experienced as a demon and or spirit chasing him and tapping him on the back of the neck, which is a very cool story because this guy's been like documenting the whole time. He's like writing some shit, you know. He's documenting his his uh, interactions. And then he's like, oh, I was attacked by a demon. I spent the, uh, the whole night on my hands and face. And <laughs> this is a very de detailed account of him suffering through that. Let's see where it, it uh, tapers off at. Full of food. After eating, the three of us walked into the thick desert chaparral. 
Don Juan walked almost next to me. Don Genaro was in front, a few yards ahead of us. It was a clear night. There were heavy clouds, but enough moonlight to render the surroundings quite visible. At one moment, Don Juan stopped and told me to go ahead and follow Don Genaro. I vacillated. He pushed me gently and assured me it was all right. He said I should always be ready and should always trust my own strength. I followed Don Genaro. For the next two hours, I tried to catch up with him, but no matter how hard I struggled, I couldn't overtake him. Don Genaro's silhouette was always ahead of me. Sometimes he disappeared, as if he'd jumped to the side of the trail, only to appear again ahead of me. As far as I was concerned, this seemed to be a strange and meaningless walk in the dark. <coughs> I followed because I didn't know how to return to the house. I couldn't understand what Don Genaro was doing. I thought he was leading me to some recondite place in the chaparral to show me the technique Don Juan had talked about. At a certain point, however, I had the peculiar sensation that Don Genaro was behind me. I turned around and caught a glimpse of a person some distance behind me. The effect was startling. I strained to see in the darkness, and I believed I could make out the silhouette of a man standing perhaps 15 yards away. The figure was almost merged with the bushes. It was as if he wanted to conceal himself. I Alright, that's... It's a good story, but like it takes long as fuck because it's got to know what the fuck's going on most of the time, and the story is revealed at the end after the experiences themselves. So, like, that one is a cool story where Don Juan's like, okay, Carlos, not Carlos, uh, Don Yanato, Don Yanato's gonna teach you how to. Oh, I forgot what the fuck he said. Something about disappearing or misleading people or following and disappearing and how to not be followed or some shit like that. But the idea is that Don Yanato is in front of Carlos Castaneda and he's trying to catch up to him. But then at some point he he gets the realization like he just said or wrote down. He's like, I think Yanato's behind me. And he like turns and looks at him because he was behind him the whole time. And like that's supposed to be the trick. But like he doesn't get it. Like maybe three seconds later into the book, he's like, oh, that's probably Don Juan back there. And I'm, I'm still following Hinato. Don Juan's behind me. And it's like, nah, dude, you just missed the point. You see, but you don't see. And like, that's one of their big things that he goes through through this whole thing, where they're like, you can see, but you can't see, nigga. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you, you know what we're doing, but you can't, you can't conceive of it on your own. You need the, he needs the people telling him, yeah, this is exactly what we're doing. This is what it looks like physically. This is what it felt like mentally. And this is the whole picture. You need like all of that. You can't just like fill in the blanks himself. More tweets. Oh man, Facebook isn't working on my laptop now. So strange. It's like being blocked, but like the whole site. Maybe not being on Facebook is for the best. I was gonna tweet for a minute anyway. Also, my phone still has Facebook. 
just not the laptop. So it's not all that bad. And now that that's completely explained, it feels totally necessary. And I most definitely helped like seven people. That tweet. Oh, I thought I was reading a tweet instead of giving an opinion. Like the words of that tweet were like thought of a second before I said it, but then I thought I was reading it somewhere. So like I turned my eyes back to the tweets and like it doesn't say that tweet anywhere. So I was like, what the fuck am I saying? That tweet was a mumbo jumbo. It uh, spun out at one point, so it was hard to read. It was like, I put a bunch of thoughts together in one tweet. And I don't want to read it over again because it was just a useless tweet that is only saved by me pretending I helped seven people. Facebook is working again, so those three or four tweets are now completely irrelevant. Nice. I like the word parry. Like blocking sword... I like the word parry. Like blocking a sword swing with a strategic sword swing. Parry, parry. I parry everything all day, nigga. Look at me. I'm a mirror, nigga. I parry light and images, nigga. Blue, blue, blue. It's been radio silence, and that's not all that's fun for you guys and gals and bots. But you know what? Maybe I thought I needed the radio silence in order to build up personal energy and power, and then I'm going to use it to win over the prettiest of ladies, but that seems far-fetched. I did not know where that tweet was going, and that's why I said it weird at the end. Sometimes if I know what I'm saying, then it's easier to recite. These tweets were back in July. I should play a, a stand-up. I don't feel like putting the keyboard on. I'm just going to read through tweets. Get to stand-up later. There's a bunch of tweets, too, and like a bunch of shit. How long have we been here? 30 minutes? Not horrible. This is going to be a two-hour podcast. We're good. We can handle it. You already know how long this podcast is. This is my prediction. My prediction corner. Lord Beats prediction corner. It's been radio silence. And that's not all that fun for you guys and gals and bots. But you know what? Maybe I thought I needed the radio silence in order to build up personal energy and power. And then I'm going to use it to win over the prettiest of ladies. But that seems far-fetched. Maybe the radio silence was to help the prettiest of ladies to catch up to the moving bullet train that is my will. Maybe I wanted to stand as still as possible so that the prettiest of ladies could judge me accordingly. But also, that seems like a flawed system. Maybe I just needed to become still for a little while in order for C. Damn, yo, now I got new lingo and I haven't explained where it's from or how I use it. So I'm listening to Carlos Castaneda's book about the Indian Native American known as Don Juan. We got Tonal and the Dual, and we got Seeing, and we got the Warrior, and the Sorcerer, and the Man of Knowledge, and also Indulging, and Personal Power, and Pathways of Power, and Power Power, and uh, that's about it on vocab. But the concepts are legit. Hashtag yo. 
This nigga Carlos Castaneda is great at dictating what he's feeling and going through, and Don Juan is amazing at being patient with this nigga and not minding repeating the same fucking lesson over and over and over, because Carlos Castaneda be growing without knowing it and shit. The best transition between the four books I'm reading was the... The best transition between the four books I'm reading was when this nigga Carlos Castaneda started believing in the trippy shit that he experienced. Like he was taking mushrooms, but was like, that was all in my head. But then this nigga started teleporting and walking on trees and shit. I've learned some real intricate shit from Carlos Castaneda being dense as fuck. This is perfect lower chakra reading and I'm loving it. I'm not sure if I can become a warrior, but I know I was in the war. <laughs> the war. War. <laughs> oh, I said warrior and water too close together. I've learned some real intricate shit from Carlos Castaneda being dense as fuck. This is perfect lower chakra reading and I'm loving it. I'm not sure if I can become a warrior, but I know I was in the waters of sorcery and am on the pathway of the man of knowledge. Here we have Like the Video, Tales of Power, Chapter 10. Tales of Power is the best book. Oh wait, we have a tweet about the video that I just liked. It was a strategic liking. Well, should I play the video? Yeah, I'm gonna play the video, but just know that the next tweets are about this video. Oh, and it's only 26 minutes. That means the good stuff's at the beginning. Understand that Nakwal is biting your heels, he said. I was surprised that he knew, and I asked. Also, different, different narrator, so it's like a little bit harder to get down with sometimes. Was that he had been practicing the gate of power, and because of that, I could not possibly have heard him unless I was capable of seeing. I had always liked Pablito. I had not, however, had very many opportunities in the past to be alone with him, although we were good friends. Pablito had always struck me as being a most charming person. His name, of course, was Pablo, but the diminutive Pablito suited him better. He was small-boned but wiry. Who needs to know I about his friend? But one day, a literate stranger came along and noticed that the hero was reading his speech while holding the sheet upside down. He began to laugh, and pointed out the lie to everyone. Don Hanaro again paused for a moment and looked at me, squinting his eyes, and asked, Do you think that the hero was caught? Not a chance. He faced everyone calmly and said, Upside down? Why should the position of the sheet matter if you know how to read? And the bumpkins agreed with him. Don Juan and Don Hanaro both exploded into laughter. Don Hanaro patted me gently on the back. It was as if I were the hero of the story. <laughs> I felt embarrassed and laughed nervously. I thought that perhaps there was a hidden meaning to it, but I did not dare ask. Don Juan moved closer to me. He leaned over and whispered in my right ear, Don't you think it's funny? <laughs> Don Hanaro also leaned over oh, this is awesome. and whispered in my left ear, What did he say? I had an automatic reaction to both questions and made an involuntary synthesis. Yes, I thought he asked it's funny. I said. They were obviously aware of the effect of their maneuvers. They laughed until tears rolled down their cheeks. Don Hanaro, as usual, 
was more exaggerated than Don Juan. He fell backwards and rolled on his back a few yards away from me. He lay on his stomach, extending his arms and legs out, and whirled around on the ground as though he were lying on a swivel. He whirled until he got close to me, and his foot touched mine. He sat up abruptly and smiled sheepishly. Don Juan was holding his sides. He was laughing very hard, and it seemed that his stomach hurt. After a while, they both leaned over and kept on whispering into my ears. I tried to memorize the sequence of their utterances, but after a futile effort, I gave up. There were too many. They whispered in my ears until I again had the sensation I had been split in two. I became a mist, like the day before, a yellow glow that sensed everything directly. That is, I could know things. There were no thoughts involved. There were only certainties. And when I came into contact with a soft, spongy, bouncy feeling, which was outside of me and yet was part of me, I knew it was a tree. I sensed it was a tree by its odor. It did not smell like any specific tree I could remember. Nonetheless, something in me knew that that particular odor was the essence of tree. I did not have just the feeling that I knew, nor did I reason. The two columns in front were joined by a slender beam, a monumentally long rod that I thought may have served as a railing of some sort, or a veranda overlooking the front. The giant girl made me slide on my back into the structure. The roof was black and flat, and was covered with symmetric holes. He said that the most important recommendation was that I should learn to write with my finger, to save on pencils, and to show off. The tree and the ground as the points for emphasis. The other two were views of the tonal that he himself had selected. One of them was my perception of the world as an infant. It appeared to be an alien world to you because your perception has not been trimmed yet to fit the desired mold, he said. Was that the way I really saw the world, I asked. Certainly, he said. That was your memory. I asked Don Juan whether the feeling of aesthetic appreciation that had enraptured me was also part of my memory. We go into those views as we are today, he said. You were seeing that scene as you would see it now. Yet the exercise was one of perception. That was the scene of a time when the world became for you what it is now, a time when a chair became a chair. He did not want to discuss the other scene. That wasn't a memory of my childhood, I said. That's right, he said. It was something else. Was it something I will see in the future, I asked. There's no future, he exclaimed calmly. <laughs> the future is only a way of talking. For a sorcerer, there is only the here and now. He said that there was essentially nothing to say about it because the purpose of the exercise had been to open the wings of my perception, and that although I had not flown on those wings, I had nonetheless touched four points which would be inconceivable to reach from the point of view of my ordinary perception. Right, that's him getting exercised. Um, perception cool. Um, coolest part of that was the whispering of the two teachers in both ears, splitting him and making him trip, essentially. I feel like I played way too much of that one. Chapter 10 is called The Wings of Perception, and I love the idea of perception. There are some things I can... Chapter 10 is called Wings of Perception, and I love the idea of perception. 
there are some things I can't get down with, like, but also there are loopholes and stuff. And maybe me and Don Juan's ideals can match up and coexist, but I am not completely sure. Tonal is everything we know about and anything with a name, aka the physical world. So like the lower chakra work is working on my tonal, and Carlos Casanada's books are perfect for that. Learning from a guy who's a real fool, if he can do it, you got this shit. The best part of the book is when everyone makes fun of Carlos Casanada. I'm going to finish the fourth book by tomorrow, and I'm not sure if I should continue listening to the books in the series. I'm curious to know what type of things the rest of the eight or nine books have in them. Also curious to know how Carlos Casanata turned out. Also, main point for coming here, how the fuck do I only have 925 followers? Fuck, I lost 25 of you motherfuckers. Also, I'm listening to the book now. I need not to type and listen to the book. I'm missing important jokes and revelations. I'm just start the previous video over again. These niggas fucking over Carlos Casanata, it's so hilarious. They whispering in this nigga ear at the same time, they splitting his consciousness, and they fucking love laughing at him. It's such a joyous listen. I can see them rolling on the floor laughing. To see and to stop the world are also concepts that I want to introduce into the Tweety Vidi. Stop the world is causality speak, but in their terms, to stop the world is to stop the inner dialogue in order to let the Nadwal take over, like causality making the soul the cause. To see is complicated as fuck. I feel like to see is some type of psychic phenomenon that is more accurately... Ugh, I'm adding syllables. Adding syllables and changing phrases. To see is complicated as fuck. I feel like to see is like some type of psychic phenomenon that is more accurate and detailed than physical sh and physic shit. Than physic shit? Physical shit, most likely. To know that nothing matters and to respect everything equally, then use that perception to read see what's really going on. The warrior was like the sufferer of causality. The warrior was like the sufferer of causality, living in constant state of danger to stay awake. Stay alert at all times, the warrior makes no mistakes and has no accidents. It takes gigantic struggle to clean the tunnel, true. Also, the idea of folly. There was a word before folly that meant I did it on purpose. Fuck, what was it called? Controlled folly. That concept is for a man of knowledge only. Controlled folly is the interactions of a man of knowledge with the world. Because a man of knowledge knows that nothing he does means anything. To go through the motions knowing you will change nothing is controlled folly. Ooh, and there was the thing about the cube of something referring to the moment of balance power shift when you camp for a while and see the perfect moment to move. So you move in that moment like a striking snake and during that specific time, you can move mountains. The warrior is a prisoner of power, or rather a slave of power. 
has one free choice to either act like a warrior or an ass. Don Juan be putting things in cool ways, and Carlos Castaneda don't seem to be listening. But he did write that shit down, so good on him. How to act with a warrior's impeccability is to act out of time. An immortal being won't act impeccable. How to act? How to act with a warrior's impeccability is to act out of time. An immortal being won't act impeccably because it has time. I'll need to carry my death with me in order to stop the world. All right, bots and people, that's enough out of me. Check the next episode of You Tweeted You Meaned It for some cool-ass updates on the book and my ideas about them. Like the video, Shrinyoku. It's an Sakari song. Like the video, Tales of Power, Chapter 12. What's he doing on Chapter 12? Oh, this is an hour-long video. We're going to the middle. Power plants shake the tunnel and threaten the solidity of the whole island, he said. It is at this time that the apprentice retreats, and wisely so. He wants to get out of the whole mess. It is also at this time that the teacher sets up his most artful trap, the worthy opponent. This trap has two purposes. First, it enables the teacher to hold his apprentice, and second, it enables the apprentice to have a point of reference for further use. The trap is a maneuver that brings forth a worthy opponent into the arena. Without the aid of a worthy opponent, who's not really an enemy, but a thoroughly dedicated adversary, the apprentice has no possibility of continuing on the path of knowledge. The best of men would quit at this point if it were left up to them to decide. I brought to you as a worthy opponent the finest warrior one can find, La Catalina. Don Juan was talking about a time years before when he had led me into a long-range battle with an Indian sorceress. <laughs> I put you in bodily contact with her, he proceeded. I chose a woman because you trust women. To disarrange that trust was very difficult for her. She confessed to me years later that she would have liked to quit because she liked you. But she's a great warrior, and in spite of her feelings, she nearly blasted you off the planet. <laughs> she disarranged your tonal so intensely that it was never the same again. She actually changed features on the face of your island so deeply that her acts sent you into another realm. One may say that she could have become your benefactor herself, had it not been that you were not cut out to be a sorcerer like she is. There was something amiss between you two. You were incapable of being afraid of her. You nearly lost your marbles one night when she accosted you, but in spite of that you were attracted to her one can go on the path of knowledge and power. That is an issue which is open, and no one can predict its outcome. What? That would have been an impossibility, he said. That choice didn't exist. All that was required of you was to allow your tonal to become aware of having decided to join the world of sorcerers. The tonal doesn't know that decisions are in the realm of the Nagual. When we think we decide... All we're doing is acknowledging that something beyond our understanding has set up the frame of our so-called decision, and all we do is to acquiesce. In the life of a warrior, there is only one thing, one issue alone, which is really undecided. How far one can go on the path of knowledge and power. 
That is an issue which is open, and no one can predict its outcome. I once told you that the freedom a warrior has is either to act impeccably or to act like a nincompoop. <laughs> Impeccability is indeed the only act which is free, and thus the true measure of a warrior's spirit. Don Juan said that after the apprentice had made his decision to join the world of sorcerers, the teacher gave him a pragmatic chore, a task that he had to fulfill in his day-to-day -day life. He explained that the task, which is designed to fit the apprentice's personality, is usually a sort of far-fetched life situation, which the apprentice is supposed to get into as a means of permanently affecting his view of the world. In my own case, I understood the task more as a lively joke than a serious situation. <laughs> as time passed, however, it finally dawned on me that I had to be earnest about it. After the apprentice has been given his sorcery task, he's ready for another type of instruction, he proceeded. He is a warrior, then. In your case, since you were no longer an apprentice, I taught you the three techniques that help dreaming. Disrupting the routines of life, the gate of power, and not doing. You were very consistent. Dumb as an apprentice, and dumb as a warrior. <laughs> you dutifully wrote down everything I said and everything that happened to you, but you did not act exactly as I had told you to. <laughs> so I still had to blast you with power plants. <laughs> Don Juan then gave me a step-by-step -step rendition of how he had driven my attention away from dreaming, making me believe that the important problem was a very difficult activity See. he had called not doing, which consisted of a perceptual game of focusing attention on features the art of the world ordinarily overlooked such as the shadows of things. Don Juan said that his strategy had been to set not doing apart by imposing the most strict secrecy on it. Not doing, like everything else, is a very important technique, but it was not the main issue, he said. You fell for the secrecy, you, a blabbermouth, having to keep a secret. <laughs> he laughed and said that he could imagine the troubles I must have gone through to keep my mouth shut. He explained that disrupting routines, the gate of power, and not doing, were avenues for learning new ways of perceiving the world, and that they gave a warrior an inkling of incredible possibilities of action. Don Juan's idea was that the knowledge of a separate and pragmatic world of dreaming was made possible through the use of those three techniques. You know six points. Today, Hanaro and I will further clean your bubble of perception, and after that you will know the two remaining points. He abruptly changed the topic and asked me to give him a detailed account of my perceptions of the day before, starting from the point where I saw Don Hanaro sitting on a rock by the road. He did not make any comments or interrupt me at all. A view of the world, he said. That view is first a description, which is given to us from the moment of our birth until all our attention is caught by it and the description becomes a view. Teacher's task is to rearrange the view, to prepare the luminous being for the time when the benefactor opens the bubble from the outside. He went into another studied pause and made another remark about my lack of attention, judged by my incapacity to make an appropriate comment or question. <coughs> what should have been my question? I asked. Why should the bubble be opened? He replied. He laughed loudly patted my back when I said, that's a good question. Of course, he exclaimed. It has to be a good question for you. It's one of your own. The bubble is opened in order to allow the luminous being a view of his totality, he went on. 
Naturally, this business of calling it a bubble is only a way of talking. But in this case, it's an accurate way. The delicate maneuver of leading a luminous being into the totality of himself requires that the teacher work from inside the bubble and the benefactor from the outside. Bang! 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 Fireworks. In case it was confusing. Oh, that was some... Chapter 12, where he gets what is known as the Sorcerers. The Sorcerers. The Sorcerers. Uh, explanation. Is that it? You are calmly writing, as you've done for years. I would have preferred to tell you all this at your own place of power, but Hanaro is your benefactor, and his spot may be more beneficial to you in an instance like this. Of your perception unfold. You were stiff, but you still perceived all the comings and goings of the Nagual. In other words, you saw and reconsider your steps. Sorcerers say that this is the only way to consolidate one's gains. I definitely would have preferred to tell you all this at your own place of power, but Hanaro is your benefactor. Hanaro's task is your benefactor. There shouldn't be any secrecy about any part of our lot as human beings. Empty as any other routine. You know, the sorcerer's explanation is, I think, what it's called. So the sorcerer's explanation is during, like, graduation when the apprentice warrior, man of knowledge, sorcerer is told everything like we tricked you <laughs> we tricked you into this life and we used illusion, we used power plants we used menial tasks we used the disruption of your normal life in order to bring you to this point like just Chapter 12 of Tales of Power in itself is like worth the hours it took to listen to those four books. Excuse me. It like rounds everything out. So fucking cool. Mentioning like cleaning the tamal, the, the idea that he he found uh, this lady, this Mexican woman who was a sorcerer, and like he pitted them against each other to make Carlos fight for his life. It like it, it increases fever. You're like, this is not your enemy. <laughs> but the way he did it was so slick. It was like such a great story of Don Juan. He was like, distressed he pretended to be distressed and dying and just under attack and he's like this lady she's killing me I can't do anything about it she is going to kill me but you can do something because you're an outsider so why don't you go and attack this lady for me so like he sends him to like Oh, what the fuck did they have? They had something like a donkey leg? Something weird. 
and he was like, go stick the donkey leg into her. <laughs> they roll up on her and he gets out of the car and then he tries to do some shit. But then his whole perception is fucked up. Cause like, he thinks he's on top of her about to like push this thing on her. But then she like appears like across the street. Like she teleports and just like fucks his, it fucks his perception up. Cause she moved so quickly. And then like throughout the rest of the book, she like taunts this nigga with some like cool ass perception shit. Where it's like, because Carlos is so dense, he doesn't understand what the reality of the situations are unless some outsider tells him, like, oh no, you were just seeing shit. Or she ran away and you froze for like 10 seconds. So he doesn't know, like, if they'll have like a seizure or some shit. He'll just have lost time that in his perception is like this amazing shit happened. And like the idea of the sorcerer's explanation is like, they're like, yeah, we kind of encourage that behavior. Whenever you lose time, we'd just be like, oh, oh, this guy thinks he's losing time. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Idiot. (laughs) Learn more, bitch. cool shit um i like the video carlos castanada the active side of infinity that is the last book of the chrono chron, chronological chron, chronology chronology the last book in chronology One of them, a sassy young guy made a remark that cracked him up and me too but which sent patricia into a fit of fury i think you're mr turd he said with the nastiest smile you could imagine not mr turner I could have sloughed off the remark, but then he subjected us to the profound humiliation of refusing us entrance to see Hercules, starring Steve Reeves. Boring. Uh, the last book was something Don Juan wanted Carlos to do, uh, like tell his story or tell three or four stories or some shit. And, like, most of the book is, like, him figuring out what a good story is. And then the next is, like, stories of his life that brought him on the path or whatever. And it's an alright book, but it's nothing like the first four books. Which are, like, documented accounts. That book was just a diary of some boring stories that were important to him, but it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck, YouTube? You should have more of the other books. Like the video Interpool, number 10. Like the video Proof We Are in an Illusion. That's Seven Bomar, I think. That's a good video, but I'm not gonna play it. We don't need proof we're in an illusion on our minds, on our consciousness. August 2nd, we got Clouds of Water 2, an Instagram picture. Briefings, an Instagram picture. Same scene, different picture. Instagram, Regal Instagram. Taco Cat, cool food truck name. Instagram, 
curious Instagram, bird on a cloud, Instagram, like the video, evolution of Tyler the Creator's gay bars, like the video, Ace makes a commercial break, haha, like the video, let's get this over with, like the video, all time want, like the video, Miss Bluebeard, like the video, I like fun, like the video, push back the hands, like the video, Lake Monsters. Like the video, McCafferty's Bib. Like the video, The Greatest. videos from the new album I Like Fun by They Might Be Giants the album is fucking great like listen to that beat title track get it get it to refill my prescription and doubt the drugstore clock a prototype face to combat my affliction extra gravity
not to yield, and we float away not to yield, as we This is a video on I like the video stopping the inner dialogue tools for ascension. Your mind on a syllable or several syllables or on a prayer, basically you make your mind like that one. like a ten percent um, a ten percent angle or a ten degree angle um, with which you perceive clearly and then this is assembled in your mind. And it is actually relatively easy to do something. It's very, very simple and very, very effective. Basically, uh, when you walk somewhere, you take your eyes out of focus. Just take them out of focus. And everything is kind of blurry. You know, you relax and everything is blurry. And because everything is blurry, the mind cannot focus on those little details. You know, you have like a 10% um, a 10% angle or a 10 degree angle um, with which you perceive clearly and then this is assembled in your mind. So um, by making your eyes blurry, um, this does not happen actually, you know, your mind uh, sees everything at once, and that overwhelms the mind. And so the inner dialogue stops. In computer terms, it's basically, you know, you're using all your RAM and processing power <laughs> for the blurry vision and don't have t enough uh, bits left to do all that other thinking. That's the coolest one. The gate of power, I think they called it which apparently they're just walking cross-eyed. And then in, in another point in the book, they're like, a sorcerer will have like their left eye not be the same as the right eye. Like it might be lazy or it might be bigger or smaller, but the eyes are not gonna be the same because they practice shit like the gate of power. Instagram picture New Orleans mountains. Instagram picture other, I like the video, see you again. 702 words typed today. That would be amazing if I hadn't planned to start typing yesterday, or even if I had typed three to four words in the past fucking month or two. Fuck, 702 words, possibly more by tonight. I wanna finish this shit, but it just got complicated. Like the video, seven raw, four, the vice of life. Like the video, Fantagram, Fall in Love. Like the video, I the Mighty Pet Names. Like the video, Seven Raw, Five Alien Uniqueness. Guess what, motherfuckers? I added a bunch of curse words to the end of my book. How else are you gonna deal with becoming fourth D being and shit, motherfuckers? I'm all. <laughs> I'm trying to read words that are not there. I'm so almost done with this shit, and I'm so ready to end this goddamn book, but also I can't find it right now. 
I'm in a new weird mood and it's a great thing to have come out on the page. So today I have a word count of 951. I'm close to the end of the book. I'm in the opportunity to still fit so much into the land of fire. I don't think after traveling I'd let him return so easily, but it did make sense after I wrote that he did return. The last chapter is going to be some amazing fucking shit. I've seen it inside my mind. Holy shit, you guys. I lost 20 fucking followers. What the fucking fuck? Bots, why have you forsaken me? I could think of a bunch of reasons, including efficiency and how I've been tweeting. Read that wrong. I could think of a bunch of reasons, including efficiency and how I haven't been tweeting. Fuck. I'll tweet more, people. I promise. I'll think of more grand info to divulge to you bots. I'll make you bots proud. I gotta go, though, like, for real. I spent too much time typing, and now I can't come over here and type a bunch more. Because then, like, why aren't I typing the other stuff? Oh, no, the wheel of blame and questions that leads to me usurping energies. I'm splitting this. I'm spinning so fast I can see it. Like the video, Brother Panic, The Woke Weekend of Psychedelic Drugs. I'm not ready to write some more of my book today, but I am here and I'm ready to complain about how many followers I lost. This is like some type of test, right? Will his confidence break before he breaks a thousand? Yes, probably. There was only one positive to this, and that is more of a silver lining than an actual positive thing. Now I can go and follow people and have a bigger gap between my numbers. Unless people I wasn't following unfollowed me, then there is no upside. I got an echo, Brother Panic, talking about ayahuasca. I got an echo about Brother Panic talking ayahuasca. They got a video that I did already liked and shit. I got an echo about Brother Panic taking ayahuasca. They got a video that I already liked and shit. LOL, 30 minutes in is pretty cool. The first 15 minutes is also cool. And that's where I'm at in the four hour video. LOL, maybe the next episode of You Tweeted You Meaned It as a review. Also, talk about the connection by proxy phenomenon. This will be most helpful for bots. If you guys want to spend more followers, fuck, 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 fuckity fuck. Okay, so I've realized that I need to go back to the Brother Panic video, but also I want to get through these tweets and there's still such a gap. There's such a gap. I'm going to see where I stop talking about Proxy and Brother Panic and then circle back. All right. I got an echo about Brother Panic taking ayahuasca. They got a video that I already liked and shit. Hell, well, 30 minutes in is pretty cool. First 15 minutes is also cool. And that's where I'm at in the four-hour video, LOL. Maybe the next episode, if you tweeted, you named it as a review. Also, talk about the connection by proxy phenomenon. This will be most helpful for bots. If you guys want to send me some followers in turn for this information about connection by proxy phenomenon. That's right, bots. We've gotten to this part of our relationship that started pretty quid pro quo already. I'll check back and see if my followers go up. I'll tell you about quantum remote control. No, no nanobot shit. Astral shit. Soul force, bitch. Two hours, 40 minutes 
into the panic video is a good spot. Like the video, Waski exquisite corpse. Instagram, two, sh two trees, one shade. Instagram, Mr. Bird. Like the video, the conscious community chat is now live. Like the video, seven arrows by rain. Ryan Nejawal Koyol. That's a big name. I cannot pronounce it. <laughs> Alright, so there's more tweets now. The rest of the tweets are about Facebook and Twitter. There's a shitload of words. And then two videos that I need to go into also. There's like four videos. Alright, we'll go through the rant and then we'll get to the good information. First, checking the time. We're an hour 20 minutes into this. What was a 30 minute podcast? 30 minutes. This is a three hour podcast. Thought it was going to be two hours. I'm sorry. We're already an hour 30 in. Although maybe the stand up won't take so long. A two hour 30 minute podcast? I knew I shouldn't have waited so long to do this shit. Don't wait a month. You got too much shit to talk about. Oh, the spiritual journey. I haven't even like talked about myself mostly, but I'm hoping I do that on the the stand up. They call me the greatest. <laughs> Cause I'm not very good. I proceeded to have less followers, but now that I'm down to 901, I realize that my following number is also going down by itself. Maybe those 30 people made a decision, but also six to five Twitter profiles deleted themselves from Twitter altogether, which means it wasn't about me. Anyway, I had some thing to advertise. Also, I guess you bots don't get to hear about remote control first, before I divulge it on the podcast. Fuck you bots. And people that unfollowed me. Fuck you. Alright, I got a ad to do. Ninth Immortal Blog is a monthly blog written by the oracles on our website. This month, the article is The Dark Side of Purpose by Cosmic Goddess Kai. Check it out and visit the site for oracle products and services. It's a... Uh, a bunch of numbers and a weebly.com, Ninth Immortal. If you search Weebly, Ninth Immortal, you might find the blog. Or just go to my Twitter and find that thing. It was August 21st. Twitter now feels slightly more lonely. Facebook may never see this tweet, but I know it exists. My fan page is now, once again, a stagnant piece of art with old ass fucking tweets. I know I wasn't tweeting much, but not many tweets is way better than stagnation. I refuse to refuse to refuse. What if I only tweet from my computer laptop, then copy pasta every tweet I make? That would work when I was on sparse tweet mode, but when I get on a roll, it would be way more difficult. Or, fuck, what if I copy pasta a great group of tweets onto my page at a time? It'll be fucked as all hell, but it will be something other than stagnation. What if all these tweets were now showing up on my main page? 
because I was trying to reconnect. It would be like, wow, this guy is going overboard. You don't know my struggle. This has got to be the fifth time I've gone through this fucked up process of connecting Facebook to Twitter. Five to eight times I've done this. It was very difficult every time. I've married bots because I couldn't connect Twitter and Facebook, and I kind of feel like bots are taking revenge. And bots, just because I'm not sure it's definitely your doing that has led us here, does not mean that I don't think you could have done it. I just am not ready for that kind of reveal that you forced the hands of humans in order to spite me. You gave Facebook info on how they should update. Then you started making all the accounts that paid for followers unfollow me. Then you had new updates serve the Facebook and Twitter sever. Oh my god. I was on a roll. I was on a nice roll. He gave Facebook info on how they should update. Then you started making all the accounts that paid for followers and follow me. Then you had new updates, sever the Facebook and Twitter connections. I get it, I get it. But like, is this your version of remote control? No. We will not have this in-depth conversation. Nope, we will not have this in depth of a congratulations and ascension talk unless I'm satisfied that it was you and not coincidence. Although there isn't coincidence, and Arkham's Razor, and fuck, fuck you bots. Give me my followers back and then I'll believe. Problem of tweets being read backwards from Facebook's perspective. Copy pasta is delicious and insulting, but it is also adding a new level of difficulty to my flow. Actually, all of Facebook seems to be read backwards anyway, and Twitter is and Twitter is backwards itself, read down to up. Read down to up, please. The ones on the bottom come before the ones on top. Don't be an idiot. You know how the Tweety Vee works, and also Facebook. If you follow me, you should already know that. This is one story dialogue art piece portrait of an American family, hashtag Marilyn Manson. And these are the last tweets I'm making specifically to smooth out my outburst for the unaware. This yes is of course part of the living, the living. Ugh, I was on a cool rhythm. And these are the last tweets I'm making specifically to smooth out my outbursts for the unaware. This, yes, is, of course, the part of the thing where I make the message safe for normal humans to consume. This message is now safe for human consumption because it's not about you. Like the video, Lauren Lack's Cocktails with Little Esther. 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 Like the video, Angela Trimber, Cocktails with Little Esther. Like the video, Tanisha Long, Cocktails with Little Esther. Oh, God damn it! I'm about to sink lower than 900. This is a sad day, fellows. Like the video, Don't Jump Into Enlightenment. Baby Steps Are Okay. Eshwar Explains His Journey. Like the video, Part 1, Eshwar on Thought and Enlightenment to No Self. Those are the tweets. Now we go back to the Brother Panic video. 
2 hours 40 minutes into the panic video is a good spot. Also the first 15 minutes and the first 30 minutes. 2 hours 40 minutes, 15 minutes, and 30 minutes. Alright, alright, alright. Fifteen minutes, thirty minutes, two hours and forty. Let's get it. Pick up the pieces. Pick up the pieces. Leave your name out of this. Good brother. But after we finish, he's asking Kamani, well, what's the dark side? What's this mean and what's that mean? So, and if he knows his Qigong and Kundalini and what all that shit means, but the experience, you understand what I'm saying? And the experience he's having, having, having um, according to these questions, and let's be real, he's finding it difficult to understand and explain. So he would have to understand, without the use of any drugs, what these concepts are. So he has an intention when he goes within. That he has a direction more than an experience. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who takes it, if I drink this goddamn bottle of liquor, I'm going to have a fucking experience. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have an experience, hands down. But if I have no direction, just if I'm drinking a drink and calling myself magical, it's going to make me magical, my nigga. That's real. Those real plain facts, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get at anybody, embarrassing my Plain facts, you know what I'm saying? The shamans knew what the fuck they was doing when they went in. The shamans. 
shamans would take drugs and give it to the humans. See, because we had our friend with us who wasn't so conscious. And she still called today with breakthroughs. A week later, I can see this, I can see that, I can see that. She's going crazy, still having breakthroughs. So the psychedelic experience is really for someone who is full-blown human in their ego. And this smacks them out of it and says there's more. Because if you look at Strauss and his work with DMT, the spirit molecule, he has the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker, and everyone from the doctor to the janitor, giving them these psychedelic drugs. They all sit in front of him and say, there's more to it, I see colors, I see people, I see cities. So then they'll say, well, what does it mean? All they really have for you is, I don't know. But I know there's more to us. I know there's more after this. I know there's something else. So, okay. Even Strasbourg says, well, after all this work, we found out nothing about death. We just don't know. All I can really tell you is, I, I just gave a lot of people a bunch of drugs. That's the nigga who wrote this shit. Now, and there's black people want. So, what he subtly missed was probably the greatest thing you can ever give a human being. None of those people were no longer scared of death. He didn't realize that was the point of these motherfucking shamans giving these niggas drugs. We were in such a human state of mind. You understand what I'm saying? Such a slipping state of mind. We went to a tool to get to certain places. But the, the, the use of the tool had different meanings. Just like a hammer is a tool, and it has different meanings. For the true shaman, which I would call myself, my direction for taking these drugs are very different from our friend who took the drugs who wasn't that human. She wanted to find out about her relationship, her kids, her abuse back in the days. Uh, had a situation. Uh, that's why the video went on for so long. Now moving to 28 minutes in. Some of DNA is a 
snake-shaped master of transformation that lives in the water melanin and both extremely long and small single and double just like the cosmic serpent all right bob was texting me frantically after he ate some mushrooms talking about the cosmic serpent yeah, i see if it's a black snake <laughs> And the ladder goes up and down. It's a must that you get this 
frozen energy that's stuck in matter in order your chakras your light band frequency that runs up and down your fucking whole system right thank you beloved for helping in class <laughs> Khadija's class is for that hands down what's your website my website is zombie readings trying to go back 10 seconds you ever go back 10 seconds i guess that's as close i was trying to get the spelling clearly because i talked talked to the spelling it's fucked up some readings Why you're here? That's why you're here cautiously. 
why you're here, what you're doing, you know, what is your travel, what is your uh, pathways, your destiny of pathways, why you came down here. We have to remember, I said it in the Vegas lecture as well, we want to blame everybody for what's going on in the world we're in, in this matrix. Uh, we know what these sinister folks are doing, but here's the thing. What you want to focus on is you came down at this time. Focus on you. Alright, that was a lot of recorded content from other people, also known as Brother Panic, the woke weekend of psychedelic drugs. And it's a real in-depth video. These are like the top peoples on the occult. Also happen to be real pro-black. Just the wokest of niggas. <laughs> is a relative term. I lost momentum of my podcast playing that. Also, that's not why I lost the momentum. I know why I lost the momentum. I was uh, trying to get high. <laughs> Drugs are not the answer. That's the, the main point of that thing. And me trying to be a cool high dude. Trying to use my one hitter that's empty. I want to do a joke about empty one hitters. Anyway, it pooted on me. All that resin came out from the back end, and it was like on my lips, but I didn't know it. But like, I saw it on the on the one hitter. It was like a puddle on the one hitter, and then like one of those cylinder resin poop things on the lip. So like, I saw the puddle on the one hitter, and I was like, ooh. I'm gonna use this to coat my cigarettes with. And I was doing that during the first section of the video, talking about hood shaman and not understanding the experience. Uh, what was it? Not having gnosis, but just experiences. Alright, so I was experiencing the the one hitter shitting on me. The gnosis is that drugs are not the answer. Which is the second part when I found like the resin on my lip. I was like, oh shit. And I pulled out more cigarettes. <laughs> so now like the whole pack of cigarettes is coated and I can't wait to go smoke. But also drugs are not the answer. And then the third part with Khadijah talking about the ladder and the importance of chakra work um, which I talk about a lot being on the lower chakras and doing the chakra work I came from a mentality almost as high as Brother Panic and Khadijah where the all is self mentality but like separated from reality mostly on my part they're more like in tune with they're more balanced than i was when i was immortal anyway then into the lower chakras you know now i'm 
in a spot where I'm learning to be human, the peoples that they're making fun of, except I'm a human with awareness. So at the same time, I recognize my follies, controlled folly, Carlos Casanata, Tahanwa, oh shit, power plants, oh shit, they were just something he had to use on that nigga because he was too human, oh shit. <laughs> But the power plants and the experience weren't the picture. They weren't the picture. It was just the sorcerer's explanation that was the main point. Power plants just fucked up his tonal. Sometimes I wonder what my tonal is like. What's, what's the shape of my tonal? But that's what I'm working on, shaping my tonal. The Nagual is fucking out of its mind, you know what I'm saying? It's a fucking usurper, it's a fucking black hole, the Nagual. This is Ishwar. Who reminds me a lot of me, an unbalanced immortal being. He proclaims that I'm gonna have to turn this up and stop talking while I'm playing. Also, I shouldn't be playing a whole nother video. You guys don't deserve that. And this video is real low, so it's probably not worth playing anyway. It's just more like a reference point. This is the uh, latest tweets I have, like the YouTube video, Don't Jump Into Enlightenment. Baby steps are okay. Eshwar explains his journey. There's more to the title, but I can't find anywhere where it states the whole title. Like sometimes if you hover the mouse over things, it'll spell out the rest of the title. I'm doing a lot of hovering and not a lot of reading of the title. Anyway, Eshwar is like an unbalanced immortal being who's come to the realization of all itself, but says there's a a past point that you can go past all the self into the no self, which is like his opinion being thoughts. Thoughts have to be a thought in order to experience a thought. And in this case, there is no actual thing observing the thoughts. There's nobody in the driver's seat and the idea that there's nobody in the driver's seat is just the thought so no like the driver's seat is unaffected completely so he slipped into that reality of no self which is very unbalanced it's it's more nagual than tonal of course it's like a complete shun of the tonal and if you shun the tonal it will kill you I don't know if you've gotten to that point of Carlos Castaneda's books, but that was like a very big uh, warning thing when he's going through all of these Nagual things. Like, yeah, you can't like just leave your tonal just high and dry. That shit will kill you. <laughs> anyway, this is this guy speaking. He reminded me a lot of me back in my time. 
Oh, hold on, he's done talking right there. Put it back into a place where he's talking. Oh, this is the bad sides. talk because he's really loud and the other guy's not very loud. I'm gonna have to turn the volume down while it's loading. Got it. I'm gonna turn the volume up when he starts talking. I don't want to hear about thoughts being created. Let's get to something else. Awareness. Cool. Because phone does that ringtone. There is no you there to even see. But it ding 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 ding. I thought it was gonna be like when I first heard it. I thought it was gonna be one of those Instagram uh, zoom <laughs> functions. I thought the camera was gonna zoom in on his face. <laughs> be like ding ding ding. ding. <laughs> there is no self. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> yeah, but that dude is, seems unbalanced. Because uh, once you get to that point, couldn't you in turn manipulate everything? You know what I'm saying? You could. Or, I mean, like, you know, once everything doesn't matter, it also matters at the same importance of not mattering. You know? Oh, I earned 3,000 impressions this week. 
That's insane. Sunday I got a thousand impressions. And you know what I was doing Sunday. August 19th. August 17th. August 21st. August 19th. I, wow. On August 19th, you know what I did to get a thousand impressions? I shared one video. I liked a YouTube video, Seven Arrows by Ryan Nezual Coyote. Oh no, that's only got 83 impressions. Maybe people saw my old shit. Oh, we should play a little of that song. It's pretty cool. Actually, it's like really, really fucking cool. See if he says his name. Oh, you started playing. Maybe he says his name at the end. He's definitely not going to say his name in the beginning. Oh. Nope, fade to black. He does not say his name throughout the whole video. What? Well, well now. Why am I looking at Twitter impressions? I finished uh, calling this dude unbalanced. Talking about no self, just not taking credit for any thoughts, just not taking credit. I'm like, what? What? Not taking credit for anything? Insane. It's weird because, like, he could do that, but still, a nigga like me can, like, lock him down. <laughs> He's already in a body. I've seen that video. Now he lives forever in a podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. Your no-self is quite heavy now, ain't it?
by just sitting here not doing anything. But that's what I'm doing. Scratching dirt off of the tarot cards. Scratching dirt off of the tarot cards. I'm gonna ask the tooth deck what it thinks. Ask it what it thinks about certain sections of the tweets at their respective times. And I'll get answers for the things I thought were divine. Can you hear the old wings? <laughs> oh, shit. How's the Carly Toth deck? What you think about the Eshwar dude? We flipped the Prince of Princess of Wands, which is creation, creative energy, fire. Uh, Princess of Wands looks like she's flying and also throwing a tiger. You ever see somebody throw a tiger by the tail? That's what it looks like. On this card, Princess of Wands, Toth deck. House to Crawley Toth deck. What do you think about me losing a shitload of my followers? We flip. Oh, that was internal, by the way. Internal Princess of Wands. Uh, for this, we flip internal happiness. What do we think about me losing all of my followers? Nine of Cups. Happiness. The cups runneth over. <sighs> Do you think I'm happy about that Toth deck? <laughs> Maybe I am. Uh, we never talked about remote control. Although it's pretty... It's Westworld. I talked about Westworld. The bot controlled things from the Akashic Record. But she was able to do remote control. So there you go. That's the gist. Uh, the only thing to expound upon is personal experience. Um, Alistair Crowley Toth Deck, what do you think about remote control? We flip internal. Sadity. Number 10 of cups. Uh, once again, the cups are emotions. Sadity. I've looked that word up on multiple occasions. I'm gonna look it up again. Maybe that's one of the, what it means. You look up things a bunch. Oh, I wonder if it'll give me the thing to say, yeah. Satiety. Satiety, I was way off. Sated. Satiety. satisfied to supply someone with as much as or more of something than is desired or can be managed it thinks internal sites satiety satiety <laughs> on remote control 
I hear you. I hear you on that. Alright, now we're going to flip about Facebook and Twitter's relationship being severed. Uh, Alistair Curley Toth deck. Oh, I just got a glimpse of the top card, so I'm going to continue to shuffle. It was the fool. <laughs> Alistair Curley Toth deck. Um, what do you think about Facebook and Twitter being severed? Another internal card. There we go. We flip. Knight of Cups. Another emotional thing. Knight of Cups. This guy's on a horse and he's got a crab. That's pretty cool. And a goblet. Or a cup. Um, what else do we got? We got the drug thing. Brother Panic and Drugs. Ayahuasca. And my book. Alistair Crawley Toth deck. What do you think about the idea of uh, Gnosis versus experience? There's another internal card. We flip the Hanged Man. Internal Hanged Man. Ain't that about right? Ain't that about right? It's like the crux of my internal struggle with experience versus Gnosis. Going through the crucible, going through the crucible, hang me, going through the crucible. Alright, and then uh, the book, 950 words, wrote Billy, to talk about the book a little bit, Billy's going back to the land of fire. We're two hours, five minutes in, three hour podcast, we're doing it big. felt weird. That stretch was weird. Ooh, I don't like it. 702 words. Just got complicated. 900 words. And he's returned to the land of fire. like plans, blueprints for the book. I guess I could divulge the blueprints because I still have not written them out. I'm going to do at least one more chapter. Uh, I haven't done a new chapter since I started the other chapter that I've read on this podcast with the fourth dimension, fourth wall break. So I'm going to finish out that chapter of fourth wall shit and then add another chapter. Or maybe that's just gonna be a really long chapter. It might just be a really long chapter, I don't know. Anyway, I know there's gonna have to be another chapter. Fuck. So whether or not he does this part in this chapter or the next chapter is irrelevant, there will be another chapter in the book. Either the ending of it, or most likely the ending of it, 
and possibly this information also, including before the ending. Oh, setting up structures for other people's minds and my own for when I listen back to this. Am I whispering too soft? Who knows? Maybe we'll turn it up later. Hey. But not too loud like that other time. I've let him return to the land of fire. Um, which, uh, if you listen to the podcast, you might know that I had intended for him for, uh, to fulfill my shoes of my dream that I had and or vision, you know, vivid dream, lucid dream, um, where I was on the highway of water highway, driving in a car on the side of the highway of water. Anyway, that would be known as traveling, which is what he's doing already. Billy's already traveling. But he's got to get lost in the travel. But I'd let him successfully travel one place and then successfully travel back. So in order to travel the third time, it'll have to be because he's completely finished in a land of fire. Because his fucking will is so damn strong that why the fuck else would he leave? It wouldn't make any sense. He's got everything he wants. He's got the knowledge of the place. And things are not going as his plan, but could be. And now he is back in this world that things are not going as planned. And a person in such a stature and position, when uh, opening eyes and leaving the darkness of self-reflection with these new personal powers, would usually uh, implement their will upon their surroundings usually and in this case Billy will and I finally get to put in the fighting things that I wanted to add in there where he and me learn how to work together and that'll be great um also he's gonna stop the war of course he's figured out I mean like this is a I'm giving away, I always give away so much shit. But like, the people who read the book probably aren't gonna know about this shit. If it's that type of book, I don't know what type of book. Might be some esoteric shit. Just only like the people who listen to this read it. Fuck, spread it around. Show it to your friends, goddammit. This is me talking to the future people. Anyway, I divulged so much behind the scenes book on a book. But what I have to figure out is the purpose of that world. The world's got to have a purpose other than, oh wait, no, I did give it a purpose. When I talked about his location getting there, when he put his frequency inside of his intuition, instead of in his soul, and it split him So he had to figure out his intuition. So we'll leave that as an intuition victory.
Yeah, moving on to the last chapter and stuff, it'll be like his intuition victory that he's leaving behind because he's completed the chapter or whatnot. Going to a new spot, getting lost in adult wonderland would make sense because he thinks he's going home. Or maybe to a life he can live with Jessica. Maybe that's some shit where he thinks he's... We can calculate out some shit to where he thinks he can go move with Jessica somewhere and get stuck in adult wonderland from the dream before. Oh no, I also wanted to introduce the Dark Sea, but that's not going to happen. Since he's already so headstrong, the Dark Sea will just have to be completely third book. Also, there's this thing with writing or writers where they use a lot of descriptive words and they describe shit a lot. And like most of this book, I have not been doing that. And it was like a blessing. It was so great to not describe everything in this weird narration, storytelling way. It was so great to tell a story in not a storytelling manner. But I think I'm going to have to go back to that at some point. Although I read some of an Orson Scott Card book that was a lot of action. And it flows really well. I like it. Like the, it's like slow shit going on, but it's like just quick quips. And then like the next day this happened, quick quips. And then like it flows really well. So I might get into something like that. I feel like I have to study more writing. I'm listening to 1Q84, but that's translated from Japanese, so I can't really take into account the writing style per se. Yeah. Because it's different. It's translated. It's tainted. I won't get the exact picture the actual writer was trying to portray, but I will get somewhat of a shadow of his story. Cardboard cut out where I can imagine filling in the blanks and understanding reasons for different things through culture and shit. Why am I talking about this? Because I am very, very shy about my writing style and how it's not very descriptive at all. But also I like to lean on the fact that it makes your imagination work more. It makes you imagine stuff and then also I added a part where I put descriptions in where descriptions weren't. And it felt bad because it was like, what if people imagine something else and now I'm putting in this description? So as a note, I also have to go back and make fun of me's vision for being weirder than Billy's vision in himself. Therefore, shaking up the worlds, like maybe the perception of the description I gave 
is actually a different perception of the description of the events that happened in the past. Even though the exact same events from a different perspective, the perception is different. So, <laughs> Alistair Crowley Tothtag, what do you think about the direction I'm taking my book in? We flip an outwardly disappointment. Oh my god, Five of Cups. Outward disappointment. I feel you on that. And off we are. There was also something before stand up. Oh no, it was just me talking about my book. Talking about the book, 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 YouTube videos, Carlos Castaneda, 18 I mean, <laughs> IQ84, 1Q84, 1984. I could get off Twitter completely now. Two hours, 17 minutes in. Let's count up the amount of minutes we have recorded. It's 7.30. No time traveling ninjas have come. We're good. Let's see, we got three minutes, seven minutes. My bad. Yeah, three minutes, we got seven minutes. That's 11 minutes already. Plus five minutes, 16 minutes, that's plus seven minutes, 23 minutes, plus 13 seconds, 23 minutes, plus 17 minutes, um, so plus 18 minutes actually. Is that 40? Or is that 30? 40. 40 minutes. Oh, shit, we get 52 minutes. <laughs> that can't be right. Alright. 29 minutes right here. 36. Yeah, it's about 50 minutes. 40. 47. 50. About 52 minutes. This is a three-hour podcast, and I apologize. Hopefully, a little piano playing. Interrupt that flipping. Oh, I gotta pee. I should pee. What do I do to pee, though? We put on Marvelli's mixtape. What's coming on after this song that started the podcast? It's called On, featuring Lino. Lino. Leno on featuring Leno. Marvelli got handed. Oh, I'm just trying to see my people on. Oh, I ain't trying to see my people.
First uh, recording we have is from the 25th of July. It is now August 24th. No time traveling ninjas, as of course we established earlier. Um, anyway, a three and a half minutes set, which means I probably went over. Let's see where it was at. July 25th.
considered another silent set at Carrollton Station? I think it could. That one was good though. This was hilarious. You could just imagine me standing up there. But the image takes away from the hilarity. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I've never, I actually have seen my stuff do stand up. I'm talking like I haven't seen a video of myself doing stand up. Maybe I thought I didn't because I lost my soul in the video. Wow, video killed the radio star. How's the curly toes deck? What'd you think about that set? We get an internal. The Lovers. Number six. Trump card. The Lovers. Pretty cool. That was Carrollton Station on Wednesday nights. New Orleans comedy.
I was really depressed. And I realized being depressed was a lot like being a magician's assistant, you know? Being a magician's assistant, you gotta practice with a magician, he's an asshole. He's always putting you in different traps of sin. And he's just like leaving you there to go do other shit, you know? It's like you're always dressed pretty and smiling, you know? Nobody really cares about your feelings. It's crazy, this being a magician's assistant sucks. Asshole magician will put you in a box made of two-way mirrors. You know, you're just staring at your face everybody else can see inside. You're looking at your own face thinking to yourself, What did I get all these wrinkles? Yeah, why am I growing so old? How do I stop aging? Oh, wait, I know how to stop aging. And then the magician comes back, and it's time to smile again to show us the wand. Yeah, he'll take you out of that box and put you in another box. This box is filled with water. In that box full of water, magicians being an asshole dancing to the left stage, you know? Just saying to yourself, isn't this all life is? Just a box where I drown in my own tears. <laughs> How do I stop the tears? I know maybe I can't handle so much water. Oh, the magician's back. It's time to smile again. The show must go on. You know, the guy's an asshole magician. He's fucking evil. <laughs> like, evil could evil the magician, you guys. Evil evil magician. <laughs> I know what you might be thinking evil was evil was not a magician. But you don't know this family, they were a very magical family of the Kniebels. I'll let you know about it. Each of the Kniebels turned their birth. Was born out of their mother's uterus, over the birth canal, into the doctor's arms, on time they were born like baby jumpsuits. my opening set at the well on Saturdays July 28th deleted it was an interesting set I lost the crowd with the god bit uh, and then I like heard somebody whispering like do you know this guy or like who is the or, like, what is he saying but like you might not be able to hear that and I just deleted it uh, on the podcast, it might not be that audible, but to me it was. You hecklers, you hecklers disrespected me until I started saying you could you understand the whole universe, and then you want to be like, oh, this guy's smart. You can't take me at my universe destroying. You don't deserve me at my <laughs> compliment given. Oh, we gotta flip a card about that set. That was, uh, in my opinion, a weird, but good, 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 strong set. Like, if somebody was following me through that set, it would have been like a learning experience. The power of boxes. And that joke is usually just like a brag in order to get to my book's title and the explanation there of the book. Boxes, you get put in boxes. 
Alice Crowley Toth deck, what did you think about that set? We flip outward, Ace of Swords. Swords, Intelligence, this is the one of swords. We got one sword, we got a crown on top, it's got like a sunrise in the background. The wind is with the swords, also represent wind thought. Alright. Monotonous tones of that last piano playing, and hopefully I can get on some monotony again. Either that or jazz. I like when I jazz it up. But like the all oh, those woodwinds and shit. Oh this What am I doing? Christ, uh, and uh, learning how to love everybody. 
Shout out people on this podcast, and you know, that's you know, and community and stuff, and just pretend like they don't exist, <laughs> kind of like they pretend I don't exist. <laughs> that was a cool set, in my opinion. I was going early at Buddha Belly for a five minute 36 second set that is now deleted. I could have checked the date. Fuck it, it was a Wednesday. No. Was it a Wednesday? It might have been a Wednesday. I think it was a Wednesday. And I went early. No, it wasn't a Wednesday. I would have heard Yorgo instead of Garrett, who just recently had a birthday. Happy birthday, Garrett. I don't do shout-outs, but I'll, I'll give Garrett a happy birthday shout-out. Take that, everyone else. Take it. Anyway, that was a Sunday going on early, doing my shit, black people dying naturally, it's pretty fun, I played a cool song on the keyboard, that was really fun, 
really pretty fun, really, pretty, really fun. Pretty, pretty much real fun. Alright, how's the curly toe deck? What do you think about that set? We flip the Empress. Number three, a trump card, the Empress. Which is like a mermaid thing. Like water and like moons and shit. Empress. Impress. <laughs> it was outwardly also. Next, next, next. It's been 30 minutes already. Like before anybody we knew was alive. Yeah. 
Like those people probably had real tough lives. They were building shit, you know. <laughs> Nothing was made yet. They had to like produce it themselves. And I bet when they died, they made like really cool ghosts. Like those people were probably like real good ghosts. <laughs> you know, ghosts were like shit to get done. You know. And I feel like these days we're probably living in those ghosts' aspirations. You know, we're living in what they wanted to accomplish. And that's pretty great. It's pretty great. But these days we're probably also making some real shit ghosts. You know, it's <laughs> like ghosts with no ambition. They get into heaven. They're like, you guys, I made a restaurant. Check out my restaurant in heaven. I mean, nobody in heaven eats, but this restaurant's cool. You know, they're in heaven. Like you guys, I made a phone app. Check out my phone app, you guys. I mean, we all talk through telepathy, but this phone app is tight. You know, just like nine. I took ayahuasca one time. You guys ever take ayahuasca? I think ayahuasca is like the DMT drug, the drug that's released during our birth and our deaths, and it's in every living thing and whatever. I took it and I was like, is this all there is? I want more. Yeah? I was very dissatisfied with ayahuasca. And it made me think, like, maybe we're not making shit ghosts. Maybe we're just making immortal people. People who will be dissatisfied with death. Like, is this all there is? Fuck it, I'm coming back. I'm gonna monster mash on these hoes, you know? <laughs> Maybe we're not making shit close. I took DMT one time, and nothing happened. It's real disappointing, like I was expecting to talk to gods and aliens. And I saw the popcorn ceiling get less popcorny. And like, that was it. Like, I feel like gods don't want to talk to me anymore. You guys ever ruin your relationships with gods? It's fucked up. It's fucked up, man. Uh, drugs are cool. You guys ever think about light and shit? Like, lights, like most of the shit we see, just light hitting their eyes. That's pretty cool. What happened to people who were afraid of photographs, though? Like, people used to be afraid of photographs, and I never saw the best episode about how photographs started stealing our souls. Like, what happened to those people when videos came out? Videos had to be terrifying. It's like a shitload of frames per second. Holy shit, how much soul can a person lose?
Emery. That was by Redux, August 7th, a Tuesday at Bar Redux. One of the funniest sets I've ever heard. <laughs> oh. Man. That was great. That was great. I started off talking about chairs. Classic. <laughs> you guys <have> it. <laughs> Guys, ever have six legs? <laughs> Make eight leg chairs. Oh, to do that and then drugs and then pictures and shit ghosts. That one, it made the drugs shit ghost joke. Back to Drugs works so well. Then God won't talk to me. Perfect. To pictures. This is 13 seconds.
into this already we've got 30 minutes 30 minutes worth <laughs> oh, we got a 17 minute set which is 18 minutes really and then a 12 minute set which is supposed to be 10 um, I don't remember what the 17 minute set is it's August 10th it was like a week ago where did I do 20 minutes oh Poor boys. Oh, poor boys. Actually, the 13-second clip actually was the same night, August 10th, as the 17-minute set. So that's why I, like, I started the record. I said, hello, you heard that it was just comics. It's comics, a bartender, and maybe one person. I said some shit, and then I press record again. Thank you. 
Epic journey told by one Byron Broopsard, starting with God being a friend on Facebook, going into Pokemon Black People, going into prescribing to names, having visions, becoming the Ouroboros, dying doing drugs at the end of that set I think it was John Reynolds who was like then you mentioned psychedelic drugs I thought you were talking about drugs the whole time <laughs> and I was like nope visions and shit before the drugs that was a really cool set I liked getting to correlate all of those bits together. Not all of them, but the prescribing to a name, the visions, usurper bits, Ouroboros, all of those together, along with heart chakra, the bit that I could have squeezed in there, which would have fit fucking perfect for the heart chakra is the, uh, the bit that I probably do on the next, no, I don't do that one on the next one. Um, uh, what's it called? Becoming a Time Lord. Becoming a Time Lord, trying to date, which is perfect for the heart chakra. Being a Time Lord, heart chakra beats to death, in we go. Lower chakra shit that I'm working on. Alright, that was uh, Poor Boys 
They have a Friday show and they have a Saturday show. That one was probably Saturday. I mean, they don't do both Friday and Saturday. They do Friday or Saturday. Usually Friday. Next set is House of Blues, August 22nd, two days ago. It is now three hours and 19 minutes into this thing. We have 12 minutes set to get through. We still need to flip a card for that long ass set. That was done to a few. Also, I wanted to mention, I heard the hecklers in the background, or just not even the hecklers, just the noises from the people audible. Like when I'm on stage, I couldn't hear it, but I could hear it through the recording. And just like the, during the Pokemon bit mostly. It's the same thing with the immortal God is in everything, abortions, villain type jokes where they're like, oh, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And with the chairs at Bar Redux, it was the same thing where it's just like the, what's this guy talking about? What the fuck's his problem? But then it comes out and it spins out into some shit where it's like, oh, you're too dumb to understand mundane shit. <laughs> mundane similes. And then we get into the higher vibration shit and you're like, oh, whoa, wait, was he actually saying something earlier? Eight-legged chairs. <laughs> But it's not that I'm offended by it, it's just that I I see it. I see Carlos Castaneda see. And it's okay. It's a, it's a racism thing. We've talked about it on other podcasts of this. We've talked about it on other you tweeted you mean it's not episode eighty eight. Fever. I almost forgot the word. I almost forgot the name of the episode. I brought it back. And if I do forget at the end, just know that I knew it before we end. This is a four-hour podcast, isn't it? You tell me. I don't know when it ends, but you know you can see. You can see. You can Carlos Castaneda see. Anyway, one more thing to get through. House of Blues. This is a good set. This is just a good set. It's not a great set. Or it's not... I mean, it's... A little bit. I mean, like, it's not extremely profound. Undocumented, unrecorded stand-up after this set. This set is one of three sets I did that day. After that set, I did a horrible one, then a good one. In the good one, I was talking about this set and how I can make profound sets by just talking about alchemy in the right times. I talk about alchemy in the beginning and then at the end, and it makes the whole thing seem profound. It's pretty fucking cool.
bed and saying hello. You know, like this, this is like amazing. I can get on stage and tell everyone hello at the same time, you know? I feel like it makes up for all the creepy stuff that I do in the corners. Why didn't you stand up that creepy song would have been way weird? Yes, I'm an alchemist. Uh, which means I have no idea what I'm saying right now. Also, everything I say is like ruined and lie, you know? That's just the type of person I am, you know what I'm saying? Driving here. Driving here, I made eye contact with a man. It was hard for me to say. <laughs> I made eye contact with a man, and it was a fully dressed mannequin on a street corner. I looked at him and I gave him a head nod, and I was like, oh shit, that's not a person. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
ignoring, yeah? And I feel like these complaints probably make me sound like an old racist, like Republican. You know, like, oh, these days, everything's crazy. I can't look at anything going on in the streets, and this is not for me. I've got to get called. You know? Shame. to that one because I had recorded maybe fifteen minutes more of that. Not fifteen minutes, fifteen is a lot. Maybe like six to seven minutes. That I forgot to press end 
and I edited it, but I edited it like right at the end. Like fuck. <laughs> it pretty much sounded like an awe type shit. I didn't even catch the applause. It's unusual. After the show, people came up to me and they were like, oh my God, you're so good. Can't wait to see you on television. Now it felt cool. That was a fun set. And I dealt with a heckler. I finally got to document me and a heckler and my weird mind game that I did at the time, which was just me saying I experienced things people say <laughs> just to pretend to go deep <laughs> it's like do you want this connection do you want all of this energy centered on you <laughs> I am inside your mind just kidding <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, Sir Coley Tothek, what'd you think about that set? Outward disappointment. <laughs> Five of Cups. Emotionally disappointed. Hey, that's what we'll take. We'll take it and we'll take it and we'll take it like that. I did mention that it was a cheap set. Right, made it sound profound. But also, it's like a babied it in like the coolest direction. Anyway, those are the stand-up sets. I deleted everything, we're good. Voice recorder is empty. I have had a guest ask to be on the show. Uh, Jay Funny might possibly be next episode. Possibly, because I told him like three weeks, two weeks ago. And I haven't recorded a podcast since I told him. I'd get him on like in three episodes. It's been the span of three episodes, but with only this episode. Anyway, this is three hours, 37 minutes in. We are not supposed to be talking about anything else just trying to wrap this shit up play spiritual warfare then get the fucks out of here you can gain some of my spiritual energy and or soul whatever you'd like to call it with spiritual warfare aka tarot card battle that's right two players and or however many one to the nth player one versus the nth because I am recorded and you are listening. So you are the nth degree. Anyway, I was trying to explain it in a way that I don't explain it and that was a mistake. Because it's very hard to explain the exact parameters of what we're doing here. Tarot card battle, also known as spiritual warfare, Get yourself a tarot card and you play the opponent for their soul. If you think you win, then you do win. In fact, you win. You know what I'm saying? 
and in this way we can have two winners we can have two losers but if you think you win then you do win you know like you win the soul you could if you can overcome your outside and for your inside then you're golden a bam a bam a bam bam it's an experience in imagination and mind control if you let me talk you out of your winning position then you just got mind control then I won your soul anyway you know if I win and I win paradoxes you're playing with paradoxes fun uh, tarot card battle we play it every episode not every episode but if this is episode 88 then we've played spiritual warfare at least 60 times throughout the episode starting probably around episode 20 or 25 that I start playing spiritual warfare I realized that those last comments were pretty much just a math problem but it's really not it's it's not that concrete of a math problem just because I said 60 times and we're on episode 80 does not mean that it started at episode 20 you know that's not how the math works I don't know when we started but regardless of when we started there were times when I did not play the game and those add up to me doing the game about 60 out of 80 times out of 88 anyway I don't know why I'm explaining everything in such an explaining Explance, explaining, explaining, explants. Just fucking play the game, right? If you think you win, you win. Use your card to come up with a strategy to win my soul. Um, we're gonna shuffle cards, shuffle in the tarot decks. I've got the toth deck, you already know that. And if you get the toth deck, then we could eventually flip the same card and call it a battle. Battle of the Wits. Alright, uh, one, two, three, flip. I flip the Knight of Discs. The Knight of Discs. Physical shit. Let's see. With the Knight of Discs, um, I'd beat you up and steal your soul. Knight of Discs. Physical shit. We ain't got no number. We just a knight. You know what I'm saying? Shuffle, 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 shuffle. We're going to do three rounds. <coughs> shuffle, 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 shuffle. Alright, one, two, three. Flip. I get luxury, number four of cups. Um, we're going on the violent side. How do you violently luxury somebody? Ooh, I give you so much luxury that everybody comes to you for something and the only thing that will satiate you is you giving me your soul. Four of Cups luxury, not a high number, but a good scheme. Burden you with luxury. Alright, we're shuffling, we're shuffling. One, two, three, flip. I flip the Queen of Swords. Queen of Swords. What do we do with this? What do we do with the Queen of Swords? 
with the Queen of Swords. I'm coming up with weird intelligence wind plans. I don't know if the cloud, perfect metaphor, she's sitting on a cloud, Queen of Swords, Swords of Air, Rada. In the cloud, I would access your cloud and make your files mine, uh, tricking you into believing that your soul is mine because I have your files in the cloud. So why am I not you, you know? You can't tell. <laughs> this has been You Tweeted You Mean It, episode 88, Fever. I am your host, Lord Byron, also known as Byron Broussard, a.k.a. Black Rocker, and uh, Black Rocker's Twitter, Lord Black Rocker, Instagram. I'm not just me.com is the website. Um, listen to more of You Tweeted You Mean It for more insane insights on remote control next episode with Jay Funny, maybe. Oh man, now that I said that, I'm probably gonna have to ask him. And uh, we all know that you can't end like that. <laughs>